Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to For Geek's Sake. My name is Al Sterling. In the studio today with producer Dan. Hey, everybody. We got technical director Eli. I'm here. And uh, so Liz abandoned us for the Thanksgiving holiday. So uh, we just straight up replaced her. We found uh, a, a young redheaded woman named Haley. Not the one from a couple weeks ago. We found a new one. Uh, and so we just we said, you know what? This is going to work. So uh, we're actually very excited to have co-host slash guest. Hi. Slash I'm ready to declare it right now. Our senior balloon correspondent. Ooh, Ooh. I like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like Official it. title on the first date. That's right aggressive. out the gate. Right. Uh, Haley, Haley Damon is here. Haley, well, how are you? I am excellent. So Haley, Haley does balloon cosplay, which is just awesome. <laughs> yeah. And so the second there was a balloon cosplay, I'm like, I don't know what that is. But yes, come on the show and yeah. explain it to us. And if you, but if you don't normally check out our graphics package on our YouTube channel, you should not just because you could see a bunch of Haley's other work, which is awesome, and she'll tell you where to find her when that part comes up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also because um, she is gonna have us make a, a what am I making? Fools of ourselves. Spider Man. A Spider Man. <laughs> make Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. So, you so have fools to stay of yourselves. I like oh that. yeah, probably also. <laughs> There's gonna be what we're basically gonna do is pop balloons on accident, right? Repeatedly, I think is gonna be the extent of. Oh, most definitely. Uh, yeah. So, so producer Dan and I are gonna try our hand at making uh, balloon animals. It'll be like when we play golf, and the real game is to see who can lose less balls. Oh yeah, yeah. I <laughs> always lose that one too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Over under on one of you passing out, just trying to blow the balloons up. I'm not trying that. We she already brought did. pumps. We're fine. <laughs> yeah, she brought the. I did. I brought extra. Just I, in I case. actually before the show was trying to see if I could blow one of them up yeah. by myself and almost passed out. So that was fun. It was uh, entertaining. Yeah, well, that's what I'm here <laughs> for. That's the whole point of the show. Uh, so we got some of this weekend geek, but before we do, I need to. Uh, I need to have some words. Uh, I got some words. Yeah. I uh, first want to thank you, Dan, uh, for doing such a fantastic job and and you know giving a, our, the official eulogy for sure uh, for Stanley. And I got to tell no you, problem. man, it. It legitimately broke my heart that I was not able to be here uh, to join yeah. you for that. Uh, but then, because uh, I was going to let it go, you know, I was like, Dan did a great job. Y'all did a great job on the show last week. I've got nothing else to really add to that. And then let me tell you about this motherfucker right here. Uh-oh. Bill Maher came out and decided to basically say that, you know what? Let me get my quote out here because I'm going to get my quote on uh, <laughs> for this one. Uh, what he? What, I want to make sure this is straight. So he, uh, uh, in talking about uh, Stanley and his passing, uh, Bill Maher on his blog, not on his TV show, uh, but on his blog, came out and basically said, uh, "Let's see, where did it go? Oh no, I thought I had it up." He oh. basically said that that comic books are not for adults; they're for children, and that the only there thing that, that Stanley ever inspired anyone to do was. Watch a movie. That would be it. Um, yeah, so to, to the direct quote, again, coming from uh, Bill Maher's blog. But then 20 years ago, uh, 20 years or so ago, something happened. Adults decided they didn't have to, to give up kids' stuff. Uh, and so they pretended comic books were actually sophisticated literature. And because America has over 4,500 4, colleges, which means that we need more professors than we have smart people, some dumb people got to be professors by writing theses like t- with titles like Otherness and the Heterodoxy of the Silver Surfer. So, a um, couple things I'd like to go ahead and address mm-hmm. here. First, I wanna I wanna thank Bill because thanks to him, uh, I do get to come up and and pay my respects to the late and legendary Stanley. 
uh, and, and say goodbye to him myself, yeah. uh, mostly in the context of telling Bill Maher that he can go fuck himself, but not just in that. I want to address actually his comment here that I think is really important, and it speaks to what For Geek's Sake is actually about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he said here that, uh, and so they pretended, sorry, the adults decided they didn't have to give up kid stuff. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. There is no reason on its face that we have to give up things that we enjoy. Right. Now, yeah. there are things that you enjoy that are bad for you and are associated with adults, uh, with adult behavior. Alcoholism might be a great example sure. here. Uh, and it's not lost on me that I'm on number, let's call it two, uh, <laughs> as I give this piece. Wasn't that bottle full when you got sh- here? Sh- sh- the point is... <laughs> Uh, there's a bunch of stuff for adults that's actually really not great. A lot of the toxicity and masculinity that we see comes from it being more grown up. Right. We can enjoy the things of our youth. We can enjoy games. We can enjoy laughter. We can enjoy doing things that are silly and still be able to be functional members of society. And I would suggest that those actions are actually important for helping us to remain connected to one another. And that's one of the amazing pieces about geek culture is that it enables us to connect with other people and connect with ourselves in ways that we don't normally get to in your traditional grown-up culture. I've been a grown-up now for a little while, and let me be clear, it fucking sucks. I mean, yes, I can have ice cream for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but my body shut down on me years ago, so that shit's going to kill me, Mm -hmm. okay? So I'm going to tell you right now that the things that Stanley brought us were lessons in, in, in humanity, lessons in otherness, lessons in reaching beyond ourselves and our scope, and understanding that there are people who have life experiences way beyond our own, and exposing us to those things. Mm-hmm. And you can see the impact still today on the characters he created. The impact of Black Panther on American pop culture cannot really be overstated. Right. Its impact has not even begun to be felt. Mm-hmm. And what it will do for children, when you see, finally, uh, uh, you see children running around in Black Panther costumes, you see, bluntly, little white children running around in Black Panther, Mm -hmm. and that's awesome, and that's amazing, and it gives them an opportunity to see something different, which puts them on a more even footing with a lot of the other kids who have not get that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's be one last final point here. Stan Lee opened up a world that will live a century beyond his passing. These characters have been around for a long time and will be around long after nobody remembers how to pronounce Bill Maher's goddamn name. Long after he is dust in the ground, the legacy of Stan Lee will continue on. So again, to Stan Lee, we miss you. And to Bill Maher, go fuck yourself. Amen. Can I just... Mention one other thing. Okay, but I kept that really short you did. for me. You did, you, you did really <laughs> great, did. and I'm proud of you. Six minutes? I mean, did, legit. The, for me, that's like a quarter of my normal time. <laughs> Normally, this would have right? been like a, I would have just been ramping up, the really. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Just to break your heart a little bit more about Stan Lee. Oh, thanks. Did you hear his last words have been made no. public? Can I mute this? Um, his last <laughs> known words. Spoilers. Um, you know, he might have had other private conversations with his staff and, and such. Uh-huh. But uh, the day before he passed, uh, he had a nice, like, 45 minute, 30 minute something uh, conversation with Roy Thomas, who was like a protege to him, who basically runs Marvel uh, Comics at this point. And 
they talk to comic books and the industry and where things are going and where they've been and all that. And uh, when he said goodbye, he said, take care of my boy. <sighs> all right, let's get into some This Week in Geek. <laughs> His boy obviously being Peter Parker. Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got to be Peter Parker. I'm sorry, that's true. We all knew. Yeah. So, well, but for those that for <laughs> those that Every comic not. book is somebody's first comic book, so yeah, we, right. we always try to... That's true, and he did a lot of them, so it's okay if you didn't know that that was Spider-Man. <laughs> to be honest, I was guessing, and I got I got it right. Yeah, that's... that's yeah. All right, so let's move on to some This Week and Geek. Oh, something a little bit happier here. Uh, first, kind of surreal, Uncle Sam uh, is using video games in order to attempt to recruit soldiers. Nothing could go wrong here in the long term. Yeah, yeah right. that's real life experience. That is it's called Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> right? awesome. They've been doing this for a few years yeah, now. Right? So the problem that they have I, run into. I mean, if they want fast twitch, you know, action uh, skills, like yeah. Call of Duty is where it's at. That's true. I mean, and look, I mean, for a drone pilot, that actually would but be if, valuable. But if your enemy no longer has the little blips over their... their that's true. If I don't get a, if I don't get a targeting receptacle... your team and true. who's not? Can I... Like, I was firing this thing and the auto-aim was just completely shut off, so I don't know what to do next. Where did friendly fire go? Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what do you mean I don't respawn? <laughs> uh, I'm, not, I'm not on her squad. <laughs> right? <laughs> Actually, I believe... I believe Haley and I are in the same squad. Uh, <laughs> the um, so So, here's what happens. So, it, the... In times when the economy is good, uh, the military has much harder time recruiting because there are other jobs that don't involve getting shot at, so people don't really want to go join up as much. And that's that's what happens. It's very common. So the recruiters... Uh, right. So the recruiters then are trying to find other ways to do this, and so they are starting to use video games as a way to kind of, you know, kind of start that conversation. Yeah. Um, couple things. <laughs> One... Uh, they've experienced. They said that they are experiencing some frustrations, or some sorry, not frustrations. They're experiencing some uh, trouble recruiting, also because people aren't as uh, interested in joining, and a lot of their traditional tactics aren't working. Mm-hmm. So, I was. I turned eighteen in nineteen ninety nine. The quote is: um, "They're doing this to help the army address the growing disconnect with society." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So, um, I was. Uh, I graduated high school in 1999, which was approximately 900 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took my ASFAB, which is your the test you take to see yeah. how you do in the military, and really came very close to joining, which is laughable now, but was a very serious thing I, I was going to do back in the day. And you know what I discovered as an 18-year-old without knowing jack shit about the world? Yeah. Those recruiters are goddamn liars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, liars. They, they are not. They're salesmen. Sir, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Exaggeration. Well, what's, lying, you know. What, what's that thing? What's it called when you like lead someone on? You tell them it's going to be some way, and then it turns out to be totally different. Lying. <laughs> that specific so, is called yeah. bait and switch. So imagine but. they're recruiting like hundreds of kids, young adults, right, into these like gaming programs to help them approach and recruit other kids into the actual military, I feel like there's some kind of disconnect there. It's like, hey, look, we have all these kids. They're basically playing Call of Duty for a job. So come on and sign up with us. You won't be on the front lines or anything because... Now you can you know. just invite your whole Xbox party to come with That's you. That's true. Right. That's yeah. true. Would you like to join ARMY? And then <laughs> everybody agrees and doesn't yeah, realize agree. that they're just... join party. <laughs> oh, exactly. oh, wait, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to leave the couch for this? When, when your Xbox <laughs> Live gets a, a U.S. Marines app, don't accept <laughs> <Right>. the terms <laughs> of agreement. Decline, decline. <laughs> Dude, that would actually work, though, because no face into terms <laughs> right. and conditions. No. They could just... Yeah, they could implement no. like a huge draft at that Could point. Could you imagine? Yeah. It's like, you just say, yeah, scroll, 
scroll, scroll, accept. Two days later, door just gets kicked down. <laughs> turns out, let's move, let's move. Like, it turns out you went AWOL and didn't even know it. You know, you just, exactly. Oh my God, can they show up with an actual scroll? I would, I would love that if more things in my life showed up and unfurled a scroll and were right? like, here. Right. <laughs> like, yes, okay. Like a right. town crier who just me. goes through and. <laughs> yeah. So for geek's sake, we'll start a service, right? Mm-hmm. What was the, like the old um, Lovegram Instagram? What was those things called? Oh, the Candygram? Candygram type oh, yeah. thing. Exactly. <laughs> where you can send it to anybody, but someone rocks up, unrolls a scroll, reads just a message. Proclaim, just a proclamation. Oh, yeah, but in a very dramatic. Yeah, 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 yeah no. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, you don't <laughs> you don't unfurl a scroll and read it and like, Ooh. you know. I, uh, I vote Al to train all of our proclamators. Ooh, now number one, I'm down on proclamators. I like that. Mm-hmm. Let's, I have let's... a lovely squire outfit in my costume room. I am going to bet that your squire costume is not going to fit me terribly well. <laughs> it's not my size. Ah, is it the but size it of you and another you. person your size? Because <laughs> yeah. together, yeah. I'm just saying I'm, I'm twice the person you are, uh, just in mass, <laughs> just strictly speaking in mass here. Um, twice? <laughs> Shut up. It might be twice. <laughs> anyway, I... I think the other problem here, though, is the diff- one of the uh, key differences between my generation and, and the, your current crop of young folk coming up mm-hmm. is that they are already suspicious as hell of everything. Yes. Especially the military. Right. Well, I mean, there's still a respect for the troops. And I for think, sure. Absolutely. And I think you can respect the individual's soldiers yeah, there's without a difference be with, like... Yeah, there's a difference between I respecting... people without doing what they're doing. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between respecting Balloon a soldier. Cosplay, for example. I respect the hell out of what you're able to do. But you wouldn't. It would not go well <laughs> if I tried to do that. Uh, you do not have any competition on this half of the table. <laughs> but could you imagine like a... One of these, you know, one of these kids I grew up playing video games. You know, they get agitated, easy, short attention spans. Military recruits them, and they send you off, and then you realize, hey, you never get to play a video game ever again. <laughs> the rest of your until you're out of the military, essentially. Well, yes and no. Like, there's gonna be a lot of whining going on. It'll just, feel I mean, like a video game, but you'll just really be killing people. Well, and actually, the other the other big piece here is one of the big problems that they've got with recruitment right now is that uh, uh, a lot of them are overweight and can't pass the physical necessity, the physical stuff necessary. So if that's your yes. problem, recruiting video game players may not be. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> why we need mech suits? Right, it's like I mean, as long as we're recruiting folks who can't do it, let's just set up shop outside of uh, outside of a dispensary yeah. and be done with it. It's like, you hey, know? if you want to go for the exactly uh, the wrong demographic, that's that's yeah, how you yeah. do it. It's a perfect place to start. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Although I will tell you, having known many soldiers, uh, the, a lot of them spend a lot of time still playing video games. So oh, yeah. true. If you got like a decent job or right, not, a, not stranded on a ship right. or in the desert. Yeah, basically go Air Force or Army and you'll have plenty of time yeah. until they send you down. Uh, up next, we got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. news. So have you, you, gave, you gave up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Long ago. Yeah. <laughs> and you gave up on them a while back. I did one episode. Yeah, well, the, it was only great. And are you watching? <laughs> I am not currently watching. So I did watch like a full season. I can't tell you which season it was because <laughs> I know it was not the first season. That actually was I not a bad start. That was not a bad choice on your part. Pieces here and there. So yeah. okay, so the only guy I'm my the only other watches. <laughs> I'm the only one watching Agents of Shield. So excellent. Here's what you need to know. First, uh, Agents of Shield has been constantly on the verge of cancellation. Yeah. Um, not that they would express it in those terms, but renewals for these shows aren't coming until after the first season is like the previous season's done. Yeah. So like they put up the season finale and then they're like, all yeah, right, we'll give them another year. Yeah, another year. So this time they've renewed. So they got renewed for season six. And then before season six has dropped, they've already renewed them for season seven, which is that's, that's, that's pretty decent. That's what you'd expect to see on like, 
I hate to say it like this, on a really popular show. Yeah, but um, I feel there are reasons that that happens. Right, and that's what yeah. we're going to catch in here. But if you're not watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you probably should. I'm not going to say, I, I'm not saying, I'm not, no, it's like if we were talking yeah. about, about Luke Cage. You want to. I'm, if you're talking about Luke Cage, I'm like, you need, you need to watch Luke Cage. You need to watch Luke Cage. Uh, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I'm like, you should consider I, I feel like out. there'll be a Cliff Notes version of it at some point, though. There is constantly yeah. Cliff Notes. And there's, a, and there's a couple of breakouts. Like Phil Coulson, played by Clark Gregg, Clark Gregg is still phenomenal. He's still awesome. He is still the most epic, casual badass uh, just out there. Ming Na Wen, who plays, um, oh, <laughs> I just blanked on the name. Uh, but she's phenomenal. Uh, uh, there's there's a lot of things to really like about what they've got going on here. And then there's some other stuff too. You know what I don't like is the number of episodes in a season. If this was like a ten episode season, then I'd go back and binge and get caught up to it. Mm-hmm. But twenty two, it's a standard. Well, that's standard TV. Yeah. Can't say anything. I mean, I, I do watch animes, and they have a lot of No, stop everything. Are you watching Baruto? No. Okay, never mind. Well, Time but, but you, you can't just ask somebody if they watch Baruto, because first, <laughs> that means they had to watch the first 800 episodes of Naruto. I skipping over yeah, all no, of that. I, but you I can't. wasn't a Naruto, so yeah. I'm not going to be a Baruto. I did, That's however, so let me defend all of the... Let me defend anime, right? Because... People say anime has a lot of filler. It does, but the difference is anime doesn't take time off. That's right? true. What they do is they give their main artist time off, and then they bring in like amateur artists, and they write filler, which normal shows do 22 episodes, but anime will just go nonstop, and they'll just do fillers instead of not doing an episode. Which you can still absolutely skip. Which you could still totally skip. But they're, they're always entertaining, and some of yeah. them give you like little bits of character development mm-hmm. from like sub characters that you think, didn't when really you leave me with a cliffhanger, to. I don't want to suddenly hear about how this B list character, you know, got I'll to find their favorite about ice it cream. For a minute, but then I will be thrilled that I now know that favorite ice cream. What's your so what, what anime are you currently? Oh, the one that I just finished was My Hero Academia, and mm-hmm. I am I've heard great things, definitely waiting. For the next, I've had to fight myself not to read it because boyfriend has gone ahead and read it and he's thrilled with it and <laughs> I just want to watch it. <laughs> Is this my boyfriend academia or a different one? Hmm? That was for my boyfriend academia? For my hero academia. My hero academia. Boyfriend okay. was reading. The my boyfriend hero was reading. Yeah, yeah, there you okay. go. And my besides, boyfriend academia, I would probably watch That would also too. be interesting, yeah, right? Yeah. Without filler, you wouldn't have all the backstory of Rock Lee. Oh. <sighs> But also without filler, you wouldn't have seasons one and two of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> <laughs> because that whole thing was filler, which it is why was, I got off that train. Well, when you do 22 Actually, episodes. When there's 22 episodes yeah. of nonstop filler, that's too much filler. It was only the first 15 episodes. Around was, 15, 16 on season one is when it got started to get good. And then you got content. And then you actually <laughs> got, yeah. But there was, they was definitely, all filler, no killer. In, <laughs> all, you're, you're also giving this complaint in a post-Netflix like Netflix. Economy, right. right? Exactly. And that's what's spoiled me for this show, I think. Yeah. Well, I can see that. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. also missed out on a lot of opportunities, and it didn't do one of the key things that it was supposed to do, and that was be a strong tie to the rest of the MCU. Yeah. yeah. So it it's not a strong tie. It's like like some dental floss that well, gets like... It, which, it, it, which is another complaint that you could aim at the Netflix series. Because they also were supposed to be in the universe, but they only occasionally mention the incident or the green yeah. guy or right. whatever. Right. I feel like Agents of Shield could have bridged the two. Absolutely. Really well. No, there was a missed opportunity there, and I and according to the folks at Marvel, there the issue there was a lot of it's not easy to schedule all of these things out because you're making this thing a year in advance before these movies drop, and you got to blah blah blah. But 
so hey, but storyboard. How hard is storyboard. it? Storyboard. Come on. How hard is it to have Colson walking into a room talking about the devil of Hell's Kitchen and hang up the phone and get into the actual scene? You well, know that's what I mean? a, like that's or, about or, what they do. Yeah, or or yeah. pay one visit, try to recruit, get turned down. Yeah, mm-hmm. something. I so um the the so redoing for season seven is you know that's interesting. Mm-hmm. What is more interesting though is that uh, uh, according to Let's just call them well, rankings. It was renewed for season seven because of like Perlmutter. Well, that's the basically thing saying you do this it, probably because it ha- it does have some tie in with the MCU and well, Perlmutter is gone. Perlmutter is done, but he put his weight in before he went. Right? Uh, maybe. Here's the thing. So, so this is because this is the other piece here that, that has to do all this. All right. uh, the stuff is showing they're they're they're, it's, they're gonna we're to call them ratings, and that's got a big asterisk next to it. But the Huge. ratings are saying that Agents of Shield is more popular than Daredevil. Here's my problem with that. There's a lot of problems. Yeah. <laughs> Which one would you like to discuss? Well, okay. We're not comparing apples and oranges, which, by the way, both fruit. You can compare them. <laughs> we are comparing <laughs> apples to Buicks here. Because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay, I forget which one's the Buick. I'm assuming Daredevil's the Buick in this thing. I, I mean, mean, I'd say Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the, the Buick. Buick. Yeah. Buick's way better. See, if I, had, if I had the choice between an Apple and a Buick, I'd take a Buick. Right. A Buick will last longer. A lot longer. It's true. Uh, Buick will get the ladies. I mean, uh, Buick is also a car. <laughs> right. Exactly. Snow yeah. White was got with an Apple. Yeah. So well, and <laughs> Agents of Shield. You know what? You're off the show. <laughs> Bye. Sorry. And Agents of Shield is a network series that is on, even if you don't have cable or, or anything, mm-hmm. right. as long as you've got an antenna, you can watch Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. You have to have a Netflix subscription to watch Daredevil. Yes. Well, you have to know someone with a Netflix subscription sure. to watch. Daredevil. We also know too. that like network TV does nothing to uh, bolster their ratings or falsify them in any way. Right. Well, actually, <laughs> the, the the more key point here isn't whether or not yeah. the ABC's ratings are accurate. It's that Netflix does not release their numbers. No, they don't right. care. But you've got every cable service. You've got Open Air. You've got Hulu. You have way more opportunities for people right. to watch Agents of Shield than you do for Daredevil. Also, let's not forget, uh, there's currently like at least eight Real Housewives series running. <laughs> well, and, 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 and all of them do great on the ratings. <laughs> so, I, but here's the other thing you can watch Agents of Shield with your kids, it's on ABC. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot watch Daredevil with your kids. Sure, you can. Okay, you can. Just ear you muffle. may have to explain a few things, yeah. but you Listen, can. okay. You can't watch There's it with your five-year-old. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna lay down some. I'm gonna lay down some solid parenting to everyone in the audience Uh-oh. right now. Listen, <laughs> teach in, folks. This will be good. Teach your kids what is out there in the world. Let them hear words and situations, but teach them that they are appropriate or inappropriate based on the medium or context that is given, and then they are more wise and intelligent. Therefore, is that why after. you is that why you keep letting me come over to your house? No, no, it's so As they an can, example for what your children are supposed I, to do? I, I, my punching bag broke, so my kids need something, so that's why I invite you over. Yeah. That's fine. All oh. right. <laughs> so there was like... I will fight that eight-year-old. To make a senior legal correspondent Brad slash... He's kind of a de- detective badass in a way when it comes to legal things. Mm-hmm. That's true. To make him proud, I was snooping through the article, right? And there was one little snippet that sort of stuck out to me. Uh-oh. I'm going to read it, right? It says, no numbers are made known. Other than stating Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is at the top 0.03% of in-demand TV shows worldwide. Meaning like rewatch on cable. Basically sure. the cable version of yeah. Netflix. Well, people that watch Netflix and don't like commercials and all those things probably go over and watch 
and demand TV as well. Well, and that number one, nicely done. Thank you. Uh, senior legal correspondent, T-Bad for Petrino, Korshak and Associates would be very proud of you, one would assume. Um, I'm actually going to break this down a little bit more basically than that too. Just because you're more popular does not mean you're better. Correct. Because I enjoy Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I do. I'm the only one here currently out of the floor, yeah. but I'm the only one still watching it. Uh, there is no universe in which Daredevil is, is a worse show. Or has less viewers. Just it may, it, it, no. it may genuinely, you know, it may genuinely have less people watching it. I don't care. Well, I mean, here's proof. Al, which is a better show, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Firefly? Firefly. There you go. One uh, season oh. versus seven seasons. <laughs> Both produced by Joss Whedon. Oh. There you go. Laid it down. Oh, that was mean. Oh, no, and, is that prophecy? That was mean. No, he's just <laughs> twisting the knife. And, no, no, no. And I'm saying these are both Joss yeah. Whedon productions. They're both on network television. Yeah. One got one season. The other got seven. Yeah, there's not, there's not, I don't think there's any arguments to which one was better. And, and I haven't said this on the air of the show yet, but. Uh-oh. First, you got the parenting. Now he's going <laughs> to. I, I Are was you proclamating. Do I need to get you a scroll? No, this is more. This is opinionated. This is now opinion. The, the parental proclamation was factual and based on uh, scientific evidence. Okay. okay. Asterisks. This <laughs> is based on my personal <laughs> experience, right? So the, uh, I was big on Punisher, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Season two, right? Season there one. Season There's one. only been one season. Season one. Okay. It's hard to remember. There's been so many very, so I was huge on Punisher and that it was right. one of the best, like one, full seasons of anything I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Daredevil 3 surpassed it. Whoa. Daredevil 3, Whoa. season 3, might be one of the best. Just, it, I mean, because here's the thing. It, we can't get into the debate, but you erase, like, Daredevil 2, season 2, was the downfall. It, that was the bad season. Yep. Like, yeah. one, and three are ama- one and three are amazing. Yeah. One is great. Three, I think, is amazing. So, mm-hmm. hot take. So are you watching any of these? <laughs> Not currently. Okay. I mean, some of them have definitely been on the list. Mm-hmm. I just haven't actually gotten around to do it. That's okay. That's Balloons fine. keep me traveling sometimes. <laughs> <That's> so. <laughs> well, traveling's the best time, like sitting on an airplane, hotel, all lonely. Or mm. driving six hours to Georgia. Ooh. You know, Don't watch then. <laughs> Don't watch. on some Netflix. No, no I drove a truck cross country a couple times. and I, I could definitely s- listen to it. That doesn't mean I'm going to get much. You're, you're going to lose. It loses yeah, a little bit. Yeah, uh, exactly. Audio only. Yeah. So, yeah, it does. But, you know, maybe you should have somebody with a, a nice accent read the transcript. <laughs> <laughs> that, always, that always makes things better. I don't know why. Give me stage directions. Yeah. Loud now, David Evel yeah. black flips off the wall and right. throws a baton at the guy's gun. He drops the gun. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, I think you're onto something here. Uh, <laughs> moving on, Mickey Mouse. Uh, so there is, so we're, we're getting back into copyright, which is not a thing that I thought for geek's sake would be really... <laughs> Big into educating people on, but apparently it is. Apparently so, it's half of what we do here. Right? Are you calling this education? Uh, well, you act, I mean, you'll learn stuff here constantly. Whether or not you ever needed to know it is really up for debate. <laughs> so, um, so, so we talked about copyright a couple of times, but for those of you who don't want to go back and listen, and really I get it, uh, here's, here's basically how this works. So there is, um, after so many years, things slide into the public domain. So this is why there are constantly new versions of Robin Hood, for example, that get mm-hmm. made. Because the character Robin Hood is in the public domain, meaning anybody can make Robin Hood. That's right. It can, it can be slaughtered over and over and over. They can mm-hmm. continuously ruin. Uh, what look at really you, Russell Crowe. <laughs> Dude. And whoever the fuck it is that's doing the next one. Oh, that one looks actually decent. Uh, You're no, wrong. Like no. decent. It's already wrong. 
Just by the previews, it's wrong. King, actually, although King Arthur is another great example. Yeah. And that last King Arthur flick was not bad. No. That was, was okay. freaking awesome. Hero, but, of the, yeah, Hero of the Sword. And I'm going to come back out. I'm going to bring this one back, too. Right. Okay? I'm going to bring this one back. The Rock, when he did um, Hercules. Mm-hmm. The Rock's Hercules movie was great. It was fun. It was the first human being that is like kind of Herculean to take right. up the role. <laughs> it, I mean, seriously, it was fantastic, and you should check out the ride. Anyway, point yeah. is, these are all characters in the public domain. Yeah. So the way it's supposed to work originally was uh, after the creator dies, there's another 50 years. Yeah, 50 mm-hmm. years, and then the character and the, is supposed to pass into the public domain. So when that time was about to hit for a bunch of Disney stuff and a bunch of stuff that were hitting in the 20s and 30s, uh, a bunch of these big corporations got together around the 90s and pushed Congress to extend that out to the to, uh, to 75 years after the death of the um, of the original artist. So, or, the, or its initial creation, I think. So um, We need more billions. So that is kind of what was going on here, and that's where these things are about to slide into the public domain. Uh, now, what's interesting here about is... About two and five years. That's true. I know we got, we're several years out. But um, w- if they were going to make this move, then the, uh, the expectation was among people that follow this much closer than I do, mm-hmm. that these things, they would have already started laying the groundwork, started to put some pressure on them. But something really interesting happened. SOPA. Mm. So you may recall, we talked about it here on the show, mm-hmm. uh, that there was this big move to try to basically, quote unquote, crack down on privacy, which was basically more about um, them trying to screw people with any way that they can oh, with, yeah. their, with their intellectual property rights and all that stuff mm-hmm. and try to restrict the Internet. Uh, so this, the SOPA fight was, a, was the opening salvo in the net neutrality fight. So um, the Internet rose up as a collective horrific beast and fought back against SOPA, and SOPA died. It died hard, and that was the last real big legal battle anything anybody has made in that realm. The net neutrality fight has gone on, but nobody in Congress will touch it. So that's why Ajit Pai is an asshole uh, over this. You see, and you can find out about that if you'd like to. Check out net neutrality yeah. and Ajit Pai, and he's a douchebag. Much so, like Bill Maher. Fuck him. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Oh, a G a G pie. A G pie way more. Yeah, way more. Yeah, yeah. Oh, way, way more. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was I was just my initial my initial thing. So anyway, so the one of the things that's really interesting here is Steamboat Willie. So Steamboat Willie is the first time we see Mickey Mouse on screen. And so uh, along with, by the way, Minnie Mouse and Pete. Mm-hmm. Um so not the dragon, the goofy's the big fat dog mouse. The dog fat dog version. Dog, yeah. Yeah, he's a dog, like Goofy. Anyway, point is, those characters should then now technically slide into the public domain in 2024. So, uh, and there's not currently any moves by any of the, um, by Disney or by any other one who might lose these properties in order to try to get them to hang on to them. Uh, And so, at least not through the typical legal battles that we saw last time. So, the question then becomes, does this mean that Mickey Mouse becomes public domain in 2024? No. Yeah, I mean this, uh, this is Disney, Come right? On. Like you may not be, you may be surprised to learn that the multi-jillion-dollar corporation is not going to allow its mascot to go public domain. So what? I know. So we get this get Shaco out here. Um, so th- why? Well, a couple things. First, uh, Steamboat Willie and Mickey Mouse would only be allowable in its current form. So if we if Mickey Mouse has red shorts and yellow shoes, but not in Steamboat Willie, so that would still not be allowed. Uh, also, um, there comes the issue of trademark. So trademarks last as long as it is being used. Mm-hmm. So uh, one could, 
I think it would not even I could argue in court yeah. uh, that Mickey Mouse has continued to be used by Disney uh, and has been used consecutively by Disney as a trademark, as, as a logo. Tra- right. Yeah. And what's really interesting here is uh, if you think about the opening of a Disney movie now, did anybody catch what plays the beginning of a Disney movie? It's the opening scene from Steamboat Willie. Steamboat Willie? Willy? As oh, yeah, part yeah. of their opening credits. Which yeah. and puts they do them the in little, the trademark the domain. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but so the way that this is supposed to work is that it is supposed to, the, the, the legal framework here, and again, this, by the way, all came from our senior legal right. correspondent, Tree Bad for Petrino Esquire. I've been just like, that's been on the tip. I've been waiting for the opening. Oh, I'm sorry. To say that, like, no, no, Al, Al didn't come up with this stuff. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> if anybody was confused, no, I just assume everyone knows at this point. Like, yeah. yeah. So Al asked Brad, he gave him some answers. Got it. <laughs> uh, so the, um, so what he did, uh, so, uh, so these pieces then, because they're being used like this, uh, continue on. And the point here is whether or not it's taken on a secondary meaning, I believe is the phrase for this meaning, so that when you see a certain image, a certain logo, you automatically think of something else. So Disney is a really great example because when you see Mickey Mouse, you think Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you see three circles, a big one and then two little ones, you think Mickey Mouse, you think Disney, period. It is a very direct line. What is actually more interesting, though, is not Mickey Mouse, but Winnie the Pooh. Uh, so Winnie the Pooh was not originally created by Disney. Right. It owns the rights, but it was originally a British author named... Oh, I had it. This is what happens when I don't, I don't have my notes today. Uh, E-L-I-N? L-L-I-N? Anyway, there, there's original author there that mm-hmm. wrote and illustrated the book. Yep. So that will actually come to public domain before 2024. And while Disney owns the rights to it now, those rights should slide into public domain unless they take action. A.A. Maline. Is it Maline? 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 Now, this is despite the fact that Disney has Winnie the Pooh movies coming out. Christopher Robin just dropped. But the key point here is that the Winnie the Pooh that was in the original illustration does not have the trademark red midriff. Um but, I always thought it was a midriff. But we could make... It's a crop top. Is it a crop top? stylish, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Crop top, my fault. We could make the Christopher <laughs> Robin movie based on the fact that Christopher Robin is credited with killing like 26 German soldiers in World War II or whatnot. Yeah. And then they come out, we'll do like the, the dark treatment, the, uh, yeah. the dark night the treatment dark of gritty. Christopher Robin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The gritty. <laughs> Zack Snyder to direct. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Done and done. Uh, but yeah, so the Pooh, the original Pooh did not have the shirt he wanted. So the, a lot of those types of things that were not Disney specific then all go back into public domain. And it looks like that is set to happen, which would be kind of interesting. Uh, to see what happens next. So there you go. We'll see how Warner uh, Brothers can fuck up Winnie the Pooh. You <laughs> bet. <laughs> <laughs> Thoroughly. I think the answer is that. Can I tell you what I would love to see? There was one little piece that I was a meme that was going around for a while there. Yeah. Was uh, a grown up Winnie the Pooh and Christopher Robin versus a grown up Calvin and Hobbes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like somebody, somebody in glorious hero on the internet did this whole thing about them being at war with each other, like a high tech super spy oh, I've see war that. between the two of that. them. And it's awesome. I just, that somebody get Bill Watterson on the phone. He's not going to go along with that. Bill Watterson is the creator of Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> and one of the things I could tell by doing very, very little research on him, he's an asshole. Uh, <laughs> he's a genius, yeah. but he's also an asshole. So I nice. felt a little bit of kinship. There we go. Uh, up next. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. You're not a genius. That's true. That's accurate. Once, once upon a Deadpool. So Haley, uh, hi, welcome to the show. I think we haven't got to actually talk to you yet. Uh, are you a Deadpool fan? 
Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. You saw one and two? Yes. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So the trailer dropped for Once Upon a Deadpool, mm-hmm. uh, and we got to watch it. We watched it actually all here together. Mm-hmm. It was magical. Yep. Uh, how are you feeling? And relates to the Deadpool trailer. I don't really know where it's going to go, but it seems pretty exciting. Right. I mean, Deadpool can go in a lot of different directions. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. And I was pretty excited about the the kid from Princess Bride being in it. You that Fred was Savage. Frederick <laughs> Savage. <laughs> oh. Not good at names, but. That's okay. Also the kid from Little Monsters. And the Wonder Years. Well, yeah. And Princess the Wonder Bride, Years. I'll stick with that one. Dude. Princess Bride's fine. And, uh. <laughs> I bet that you know what we need to we need to do like an expose on Fred Savage. I bet that dude has relaxed more than any other adult on the planet. He actually, I think, survived the child star thing better than most. of And them. has literally yeah. been to like just chilling on a beach for the last thirty years, just straight up. Dude, he see the, that guy knew what to do when he got rich. Him and Tom from MySpace, both those guys <laughs> cashed in and were like, "Cause I do." We I came yeah. across Tom from My Tom from MySpace. Became like a traveling photojournalist. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry, Joe. Sorry, traveling photographer, not journalist. Traveling photographer takes incredible pictures and posts them online for anybody to take because he's like, here on Facebook. Yep, on Facebook. Because <laughs> he's like, yep, look at that thing taken over. I'll just cry to my jillions. Like, uh, hey Zuck, how's that? Uh, how's that uh, congressional <laughs> meeting you're doing? Right, exactly. man, like congressional oversight <laughs> working out for you. <laughs> Woo. Bet you wish you'd gotten out around 08, huh? Glad right. I sold for a billion before that happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I think, so the, so, so the story here is that we have this PG-13 version of Deadpool 2. Mm-hmm. So th- that wasn't... Because God knows there's so many kids and teenagers that want to see this movie. Yeah. And right. And their parents like, no, it's rated R. Yeah, well, Which it's kind of rated R. No, no, no. Not kind of. <laughs> and those parents are correct. I want to be real clear here. Yes. I'm lax with, I let my kids do yeah, a lot yeah. of shit that I shouldn't. Uh, for the free range parenting, is that anything? Yeah. But uh, no, they're not watching Deadpool. That <laughs> they actually, and there's actually that scene in the beginning of Deadpool too, when he's talking <laughs> yes. about how like, man, am I glad I didn't bring the kids and does this whole mm-hmm. this whole shtick. So the PG-13 Deadpool is, um, so they actually have. It's not just a straight like, like when I first heard, I imagined like the TNT version. Well, you know, I like, think that's what they did, and then they realized it was too short to do a full theatrical release. So, you take so they over. have this whole B plot that they're putting in with Fred Savage. Well, and they, but we saw some new footage there too in the trailer. Yeah. Well, um, it fits in because he assembles a random team and you could add Fred Savage to it. Also, yeah. it's, uh, they just play up the comedy side of it versus the, you know, gore, gore, violence side of Horrific it. Horrific language. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> they make up new I mean, words. Yeah, they do. There's a Deadpool cartoon that's, perfectly acceptable for your kids to see and the, right. the Lego version and all that. Right. So there's, there's plenty of ways to do that. Yeah. And that, yeah. I think you know, it still introduce your children to the PG 13 version. So when they get yeah. adventurous and start YouTubing and looking up, you know, comics of Deadpool, when they grab it on Netflix, when you're not watching, <laughs> exactly beyond more honest about that. So, but I do, but there is supposed to be actual original, like a decent amount of original content mm-hmm. that they put into this thing. Here's the other thought. Uh, are, is this an attempt to, to prep Deadpool to be able to fold into the MCU? Yes. Almost oh, definitely. You have to at some point. Right. And he's the easiest character to fold in in his current incarnation. Well, that, and he's so, he's, he's one of the only ones who's aware of like everything exactly. going right. on. He so knows the different timelines for the X-Men, you know? He, he, yeah. You could totally reset the X-Men in the MCU and still have Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool and have it make complete sense. But that's the only entry point, really, is is the X-Men, right? I mean, you don't, like, 
drag him right into the Avengers. Like you've got to introduce him via. The well, actually, he could be. He could be the bridge. He could. He could be the one that says, "Hey, you need more heroes. I know these guys in this other dimension." And I don't think it would be out of place for him to casually it. stumble upon the Avengers. Not at all. <laughs> Too many heroes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great. Really, where did you guys come from? Yeah. Cool, like, well, and, and the important piece here is too is Deadpool is not a mutant because one of the big things that they got to deal with that's in the, not true in this he version. No, no, no. I understand he's in this ver- in the theatrical movie right here. They he's don't really mutant. explain him as a mutant. Absolutely, they put him in a machine and that the triggered collar, his his, his mutation. Yeah. And then the collar that they have to mute the mutation yeah. that stops it, and that's why his cancer yeah. comes back is because his mutation mutant. is Oh, yeah, is yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, okay, It just didn't right. manifest at puberty. That's all. That's true. <laughs> they kind of force it on him. Yeah, it was a forced mm-hmm. mutation. It wasn't natural mm-hmm. at you know, all, but it's still... I feel kind of ripped off. Like, my kids get mutants uh, like Deadpool, the Avengers. You know what I got? You know what my first exposure to mutants was? You Toxic mean- Avengers. <laughs> that was pretty great, though. It was pretty great, but some, come on, it's just not. It's like garbage pail kids are too good for you. <laughs> right. huh? You're too good for some garbage pail kids. Come on, leave the eighties alone. My my parents would not allow me to have garbage pail garbage pail kids. Did I you see the movie? N- whoa, wait, no. wait. <sighs> it's not that they wouldn't allow you; they just couldn't afford it. Just like mine. Like no, that's wait, wait. that's also true. Um, Haley, can I ask? Would you have been? Would you have any idea what what garbage pail kids are? Um, and like hearing about it, yes, and actually being there for it, okay. <laughs> no. Okay, yeah. I'm too much of a gentleman to ask your age, but I'm going to guess that I was at least in middle school before you arrived on the scene. Uh, so if I yes. graduated in '99, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Between so, 20 and 20 something. There we go. You're not wrong. <laughs> exactly. Well, we gave uh, her... 20-something is accurate. There we go. I'm going to hope you're over 21. Uh, yeah, most definitely. Okay, good, because otherwise it's really awkward because we gave her alcohol. I thought uh, it no, we, we didn't give her alcohol. I That's true. It. Oh, she walked in with her That's own right. alcohol. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, then Come I don't care now. anymore. Uh, so Once Upon <laughs> a Deadpool is, got, is coming out. Limited theatrical release. Other cool piece about this, just as a side note here, Ryan Reynolds only agreed to do this if a chunk of it went to charity. Uh, which I think, oh, you guys discussed last week, didn't you? Yeah, oh, yeah. cancer. Well, that's in, yep. in oh, I forget what it was. In, in one of the, the movies or a snippet or something he was in, he was wearing a Golden Girls t-shirt. Yes. And he actually had to pay royalties in yep. order to wear that. And he personally paid those royalties so that he could. Because he really he is felt like it was, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was so in character. <laughs> I'm not missing out on this here. 20,000 <laughs> yeah. tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I'm, cause I'm Ryan fucking Reynolds. Yeah. Twenty k. Yeah. Oh no, I think I've got that on me. Hang <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> right. It's like just. It's not just, enough. It's not enough. He has to be funny and ridiculously attractive. He's also like, yeah. like do you want a that good guy. Card? Like, come like, on, man. Ridiculously like, attractive. He followed his dream and he's doing good to the children. Just fuck that guy. Fuck you, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> In a good way, but fuck you. <laughs> I mean, way. I wouldn't kick him out of bed for eating crackers. Uh, up next. Oh, yes. This one. So we invite every you got, single You got guest. her attention. I know. Well, this was her story. <laughs> I and I was like, I have that. So we invite our guests all the time if they have anything yeah. they want to submit for This Week in Geek. And in, this is what, episode 190? One night. Yep. 190. 190. 190 episodes. No guest has ever given us a This Week in Geek. Really? really? Yeah. I thought one or two would come up with nope ass stories. Well, still, I, d- I thought out of 190, at least like 50 people would have been like, I know exactly what I want to talk well, about this week. in 190 episodes, we've had, what, 50 guests? <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, so. we've had, not. We've had several that have 
Yeah, yeah let's but just been say here more I'd than once. Expect like thirty-five percent of people to know at least one topic they want to talk sure. about. Right. I came up with one without even like I read the thing that said this week in Geek. If you want to talk about anything, and I was like, yes, of course I do. Well, <laughs> let me defend our other guests. Like typically, we have a full slate, and they go, oh yeah, I can talk about something there. Right, right. They're, uh, they're yeah, kosher. See, the That's what, well, no, I'm not mad at them. Heavily. I'm just saying I think I think Haley here deserves a little bit of credit. Okay. Also, redhead. Just saying. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> like, she brings the fire. She does. Yeah. Like, <laughs> which is good because I just bring the fury. I'm so, a son of don't, a, just get out. <laughs> See, you, you, get we, out. We just lost uh, half of our YouTube hits right there. If there it is. I can rock both colors, <laughs> yeah. then that gives me a little bit of credit. Are you actually naturally a blonde? Yes. Huh. Wow. <laughs> when did you guess that? Yeah, a lot was... of people get really upset with me when I tell them actually. I mean, I guess I did too. Like, I don't even know why. I, <laughs> You're like, no, I don't even know why out. it mattered to me one way or the other what her actual hair color yeah, was. Like, yeah, I know. I mean, like, is the other Haley a real redhead or not? I don't know. Ooh, is that that now real? you question everything. Yeah, I just question. Are we just living yeah, in a simulation? No, but that's my Hollywood <laughs> secret, you know. All right. Well, the. It was <laughs> actually it's probably still safe to share here. So uh, uh, you wanted to talk to us about the Nintendo Switch and the new special version that came out. So yes, so take it away. So on the sixteenth, when it was released, I actually found out like the night before because I had I had been prospectively looking at it to buy one, and I wanted a Switch. And then when I was looking at them, I was like, oh man, they'll have a Pokemon one soon. Like that's gonna be great. So and then the night before it was released, I walked into GameStop and I saw all the signs for it, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> it's here. <laughs> I missed it. And they were like, oh, yeah, it's online order only. And so all of my dreams slowly fell to the ground like a little feather. And uh, so I had to call multiple places the next day on the 16th when it was released and look around for it everywhere. And then as I was giving up, my mom's like, have you been to Target? And I was like, oh, my God, Target, my savior. No, I haven't <laughs> yet. So... <laughs> I made a trip to Target and spent more than I should have, which is normal, of course. It's right. Target. That's what you do at Target. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I definitely spent over $400 on the Pokemon Edition Nintendo Switch, but it came with the Pokeball Plus and it had the download. I bought Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. They mm -hmm. also have the Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, which seems like it would be cool, but I wanted Eevee. Right. So. Yeah, which that, that's it. a lot of that's a lot of balloons. That is a lot of balloons. So also, can I say uh, many times, you know, no props to you for finding Target because many times I've had friends standing in like standing in line for something at yep. GameStop and I walk into Walmart at 12.01 a.m. and there's a, like a full pallet of whatever it oh, is. Oh, yeah. No, like and I, I called, called like, hey, Best Buy uh, too. I even called pallet. Best Buy and I was like, oh, I'm trying to get a hold of them and I was on wait for like 20 minutes and then I called a different Best Buy and I was on wait again and I was like, man, this sucks. And then I called Target. They answered instantly. I was like, do you happen to have any of the Pokemon Edition Nintendo Switch? And he's like, yeah, we've got loads of them. And he was like, see you in yep. 10 minutes. <laughs> Click. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I drove over. And uh, picked it up. I was sitting there all excited. And the guy was like, I don't understand why you want to spend so much money on something like this. And I was like, what? You know what? what? You, don't, you know what? You're not there to judge <laughs> me. No, 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 no. Bring my yeah. shit up and take no. my money. And I was like, don't you work in electronics? Aren't you the one who's supposed to sell the things? And he's like, well, yes. You know what, Al? <laughs> 2019. Okay, then, so why are you telling me not to buy it? Like, right? 2019, Revenge decisions. of the Nerd. Revenge of the Geek. Mm -hmm. You get that dude's name. You find out who it was. Look at your receipt. You let us know. We will bring him on as a guest. <laughs> oh, and it'll be and our first actual gotcha. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I absolutely love it. I love that you can use the Pokeball Plus as a 
like joystick controller for mm -hmm. the game so I can use it to walk around. And then when you encounter a Pokemon, instead of battling them and beating them with, to within an inch of their life and then trying to catch them, you just straight off the bat, like Pokemon Go style, just throw things and try and catch them. And you can throw your Pokeballs, you can give them berries and all of that stuff. And it's really neat. And uh, you, there's a really cool thing where you can do... Um, catch combos where if you catch like 19 Meowths in a row, as you keep catching them, the stats will get stronger and more rounded out and you have a higher chance of catching what like a perfect stat Pokemon or a shiny. So that's right. cool. Shinies have a higher chance of spawning after you get your catch combos and everything like that. I don't know what a shiny is. She just shiny told you what it is. is... I didn't actually specify. <laughs> so, like, let's say you come across a shiny Pikachu. Instead of being your bright yellow Pika Pika Pikachu, uh -huh. it'll actually be sort of like an orange gold color. Or oh, okay, like, okay. I when was you come across okay. Zubat, like today, boyfriend caught a Zubat and mm -hmm. sent me a snap of it, and I was a little bit salty because I have yet to come across a shiny, and mm -hmm. now he has it's one. It's like in Overwatch when he finally unlocked Orisa's gold weapon. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, and That's Zubat's good. like lime green. <laughs> it's like, wow, he's so, so cool. what kind of multiplayer support does the Switch have for it's it? It's actually really neat because I didn't think it was going to be like two-player compatible at all, but when you're walking around and you're like running through town or even when you're pokey hunting, just walking around through the, the tall grass, um, for one, you can see the Pokemon walking around like in real size. Like you come across an Onyx and it is absolutely massive. And then you'll see a Meowth and he's like this little blip ha, bouncing around. You're taller than the tall grass. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And even like when you see an Ekans in the grass, you see the grass moving in a little like hint of purple. It's really neat. You're like, oh my gosh, That's a cool. snake. So, um, but you can do two player. You shake one of the other remotes and another little player zip bounces down into the screen and you run around together and you also have like partner Pokemon that follow you around. And uh, if they're small enough, they'll follow you around. But if it's bigger ones like Arcanine or Onyx or Kangaskhan, you actually ride on them. Kangaskhan in particular, when you're riding on it, the Eevee sits in the little kangaroo pouch in the front and it's super <laughs> cute. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Kangaskhan? Yes. Oh. Nintendo, I don't know if they understand I the, might be saying it wrong, the, the drastic, <laughs> the drastic no. nature of that, that innuendo they're pursuing there. <laughs> no, no, the, the play on words is probably lost on them. Yeah, yeah. The, the horrific Mongol leader uh, that oh, yeah, no, I almost destroyed the... All Pokemon are descendants of Kangaskhan. <laughs> like, well, like, like a good third of the yeah. Pokemon population yeah, yeah, can right. trace its lineage back to... But they actually gave Pokemon lineage to, to Lugia, so they cleared that up. Nice. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, I we just got schooled, and I have no idea how. Yeah. Is, uh, Australian. But we recognize so. it. <laughs> I, she knows more about Pokemon than I fucking do. So, anyway. yeah. so you can check out the Nintendo Switch, and it is, by the way, we that as an adorable Nintendo Switch. It's so cute, and the little <laughs> controllers are color coordinated to Pikachu and Eevee, and it's adorable, and I love it. And two player, you can catch together, and when you use your like combined pokeball throws you actually get higher experience points and huh. you can level up faster by playing together which is neat that's and then you cool. don't have to argue over who's getting time tonight there see look at that coming together <laughs> coming together all right so uh up next what have we got here oh it is well it's it's time for more Haley. yeah all right so um who is this Haley person i know you sort of introduced her right she sounds awful honestly <laughs> <laughs> this I, I get you. You have to. 
Actually, you I know, can explain all of the pictures if you want me to. I can explain each one, what's going on, where it was, anything like that. No, because uh, we're podcast for audio format, so most of our audience yeah, aren't going to be seeing the pictures. True. But you can mm-hmm. tell us generally, like exactly it's, what it is you do and how you approach your art form. No, cool. no, no. Hang on, I got to make an exception here. Okay, you got to talk to us about the centaur. So. Oh, the centaur is one of my top favorites. That was actually a collaboration with my father and I, because he's one of the like top, I want to say, 100 artists around the globe. He actually goes around and teaches other balloon artists new designs and stuff like that. So a lot of the things that we do, we do together, like the Batmobile, for example, which was actually drivable. It was built onto an electric wheelchair, and I drove it through the hotel lobby for like an hour and a half. That's amazing. While wearing a balloon dress. Anyways, (laughs) back to the centaur. The centaur, the bow and arrows, is all balloons. The little hooves, we actually made shoe covers for my shoes, so I looked like I had hooves in the front too, and everything. The tail is double-stuffed balloons. We used the mocha, the same color that I have on the bodice of that outfit, the mocha we stuffed with red so that it matched my hair because a normal centaur, the hair color is going to match the tail color. Right. So we did that. Um, I awesome. grew up with horses, so we sort of knew like a horse body structure. And a lot of the time in the balloon world, you'll see some really great horses and then you see the legs. <laughs> right. And uh, sometimes it leaves a little to be desired. And so we tried our hardest to come up with what we felt like was a good, strong horse leg. And I think we did a pretty decent job. Yeah, you did. It's still one of my favorites. I really love it. I like that in the shape of the leg, you can sort of see the muscle structure of Of the horse. horse. Yeah. And so it, it got the point across. I didn't have a single person that night go, well, what are you? What no, is I, that? You, What's that are you supposed part goat? to be? What is this? Yeah. Yeah. So, so we in, actually, my brother was Pan, so he was part goat nice. that night. <laughs> <laughs> that was for a wearable arts fashion show in Dunedin, Florida. We do oh, yeah, every year. I've done it for ten years. This was the first year actually that I missed it because I was twisting balloons in Pittsburgh. Like you do. Yeah, yeah. You know, just a casual weekend in September. So, so the centaur outfit here. She actually has the back half of a horse attached to her with the legs and the tail and everything. And then what looks like, so is your whole outfit made of balloons there? Yes, everything is balloons. The only thing outfit-wise that is not balloons is that center spoke on the arrow to give it structure, but even that is covered in balloon. Gotcha. So, and then uh, it, 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 looks, it looks, looks phenomenal. That, that one impressed you. the hell. How long did that take to make? That one, I want to say, probably took us about eight hours. We worked on it a little bit the night before and then finished it the next day after getting to the Fine Arts Center. We always have like a dressing room, sort of just jam room, where we all sit and just grind out the rest of these balloon costumes because each year we sort of make more and more. Um, One year we did Calendar Girls and we did a different balloon outfit for every single month. (laughs) We did, you can see that Star Wars dress in the corner. We did sci-fi year where we had Star Trek, Doctor Who, Star Wars, and... And that Padme outfit is phenomenal. Yeah, Thank how you long so much. I spent take? 14 hours on it. <laughs> I still would have tweaked a few different things on it. And uh, <laughs> even the design down the center there are uninflated balloons. I had uh, my wow. best friend's boyfriend is also an artist, and he doesn't do balloons, but he sat there with... Pipe cleaners stuffed them into balloons and twisted them into this, and then we glued it down onto a balloon panel that I had made and slapped it on a dress. Nice. <laughs> when, I, when I actually first met you, and I told Al, "Hey, I found somebody that I think should be a guest. She does balloon art." He looked at me and he goes, "Okay, I know we 
We paint geek with a wide brush. But where does geek come in with balloon art exactly? And I pulled up that picture from your Facebook page. And I was like, here, this is where. Yeah, yeah went, that's, that's one of my proudest in. dresses. Yep. I was like, get her. Get her on here now. Yeah. You're Find not her. getting that made for you on a Thursday night on Chili's. That is right. not. That is not when they come around. They're like, can you do a full-length Padme costume? I'd like pipe cleaners to do the artwork down the front. Yeah. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save that picture in my phone so when, next time we're somewhere, I can have the kids be like, I want this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, thanks. You might get a dirty look I from just that watch, balloon artist. Watch them but realize their ina- inadequacies as a professional. <laughs> <laughs> so, so... So, so I guess that answers my question, though, is how you got into this. So your dad Yeah, did my dad... Art. Well, my parents were performers in Atlantic City. They both worked at the casinos. That's where they met. They were both performers there. Um, my dad started off doing a lot of magic and everything like that and then was doing sort of clown work and stuff at the casinos along with MC work and everything. And then um, my mom did, like, Lady Luck and stuff like that. And so she did a bunch of character work at the casinos and then... Wow. So yeah, you you from Atlantic City. So (laughs) I mean, I was definitely raised around it. (laughs) That's fantastic. So when when did you decide that this was going to be your thing? This was going to be your job, for lack of a better like like your profession. I don't know if I actually decided that it was going to be my job or something that I did. I just started because I was around it all the time. I started doing magic. My first full performance was, I think, seven or eight years old. No, and okay. I did my own illusion show on stage with my little brother. I produced him dressed as a tiger because I didn't have a real tiger at the time, you know. <laughs> at so. the time, do you? Oh no, I still don't. Disappointingly, oh, okay. so. <laughs> I got. I was kind of. Kind of <laughs> if anyone wants to give me a tiger, actually, let me know. actually, the correct answer to that question was Al. When did you plan? When did you decide you're going to be a professional podcast uh, host? <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just something. Well, so. just something kind of happened. You don't really plan for it. You just kind of. There we go. Yeah. Oh, I'm still so not though. I just oh. I started off doing performances like that, yeah. and That's then fantastic. I started with doing more face painting mm-hmm. than I was doing balloons, and then more of the balloon dresses. And now I do balloon art and twisting and I make all the little animals and stuff like that at parties and college events. And we do balloon decor as well with the arches and a lot of different things that you can do with balloons. I mean, if you can imagine it, we can basically make it. So where did the cosplay, where did the cosplay start with this? Um, That started when I was in high school. I had friends who were really into cosplay. And so I started going to like anime conventions and stuff like that with them. I used to do like a Vocaloid cosplay and all of that stuff. And um, one year I didn't feel like spending $300 on a cosplay. Oh, my gosh. Uh So (laughs) I asked my dad, can we make one out of balloons? And we made Cinderella. And I wore that to Metrocon in Tampa and was not able to walk six feet without a swarm of people wanting to take photos of it. And I would get to a different area of the convention and they would be like, oh my God, I heard about you. And I was like, oh man, okay, cool. (laughs) Like everyone was calling me Cinderella Pop or the Balloon Cinderella or something like that. It was going, I had like so many different nicknames that day. And that's when I was like, all right, I kind of like this. And so I've just... I made more since then. I I kept doing a few of the conventions where I did um, Tinkerbell I did for a convention. Um, I think last year I did Daisy from Mario Kart. I just did a little short like sport dress for it. And that one was a quick one I did. Just a couple here and there for the the conventions. But now I mostly do them at like balloon conventions and stuff like that because they have more of an appreciation for the art itself and don't ask so many questions. So so balloon cons? 
Yes, balloon conventions are actually a really cool big thing. They're I, worldwide. I, one, I absolutely believe there's a balloon convention. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all. I'm actually genuinely curious. Tell me more about balloon conventions. Okay, so they're super cool. One of the big ones is um, Twist and Shout. And Twist and Shout... <laughs> Is a <laughs> lot of fun. It's in different oh, places. Oh, I did not mean to laugh at that pun. <laughs> you you she just laughed at the pun. She got you. <laughs> uh, I was not ready for that. It was actually in Orlando. I want to say the year before last. I think 2017 it was in Orlando. And um, they do competitions. They do sculpture competitions and stuff. Like a lot of the conventions will have um, like small, medium, and large sculptures. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you just have some of the best of the best sitting there and grinding out what they think is their best work and putting it up. And they have actual judges who are like fellow balloon instructors and everything like that. And um, they'll judge. And then you have like people's choice and stuff like that. And it's always fun. I enjoy that because you never know what's going to come out of that. That's awesome. There's always some wild things coming out, Mm. and it's awesome. We also, at Twist and Shout in particular, they do um, costume competitions where they'll do a fashion competition, which is just like your nice fashion dresses, and then they do the costume one where you can have a samurai or you can have a mermaid or you can have someone dressed as a tree. It just all depends on the work and everything that goes into it. And some artists get really dynamic and will have, like, moving parts on it and everything like that. Wow. And it just blows your mind. It's so cool every huh. year. It's amazing. Huh. And it's a great place to learn. They always have, like, jams and stuff like that where you get to go and hang out with other artists and the instructors are there hanging out with people. And so you just get to all, like, it's a big family. Like, I call it my balloon family because it is. Like, That's awesome. Yeah, do it's they an allow, amazing like, group of people. Do you allow, like, normal spectators at the convention? <laughs> um, some of the conventions will have a night where they'll do, like, a parade or something and yeah. you can stand right. and hang out and watch others. You do have to buy, like, an, a a ticket or that's, an admission okay. in registration. Yeah. Maybe you should let us know next totally time. <laughs> There's a yeah. local one, and maybe we come out. There's one in January. I'll we let send you out an official correspondent. Hell yeah, dude! I would, I would, I think that'd be amazing. Like that sounds so interesting. No blowgun. No, no None. orange juice. No orange juice. <laughs> no orange juice. Citrus spray. Citrus spray. That's spray. a bad one. Okay. Orange yeah. juice, I feel like, would be fine. All right. I'm pretty sure I've spilled something on my dresses at least <laughs> multiple times. Yeah. So that. Okay. So so. Where can they find you, both online and to book you and stuff like that? Where can they do that? Um, online, on Facebook, my dad and I have our joint page, which is Damon Entertainment. So it's D-A-M-O-N. And on Instagram, I have my page, which is a little bit of everything that I do. You have my balloon stuff, some of my body paint stuff, because I do body paint modeling as well. I did a little bit of burlesque where I actually did my routine inside of a giant six-foot balloon. I climbed inside of a balloon to change. And I, came <laughs> I was waiting to see his reaction back on out that. Of the balloon. I, I knew about that one. I'm, okay, wait. You got to back up here. Yeah, that, that's like some, uh, what's not Chris Angel, what's the other guy? David Blaine. That's some David Blaine level stuff right <laughs> So <laughs> Please, he couldn't do it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. I like it. Sorry. That's right, Blaine. That might have been a little too sassy, but Don't know here I, I am. You heard, you heard her, Blaine. Okay, check yourself. Uh, okay, so, so Climb there's a six-foot balloon. Yes. Where do, This is a stupid question, I know. Where does one purchase a six-foot balloon? There are actually a few different places you can purchase one, but my dad's best friend, Mark, actually buys his special order in bulk from Italy, and he is probably one of the 
main distributors over yeah. here that you can purchase your six foot climbing balloons. They're they're Differences between the ones that you can like order online and order like from him are the size of the nozzle, which is the area that you can get in through. And if right. you order it online, it's a little bit smaller, which means it's a little bit harder to get into. So, so if you order it online, like normally, it's like what? It's like did you do like six inches? Is what you're? Yeah, about, and then you can obviously stretch it. Right. To yeah, try to, yeah. And when you inflate it, we use a leaf because I think Al would need a little it. more space. I would. Yeah, that's no, what you I need. Definitely, we fit. Uh, I had a friend who at a balloon convention they fit nine guys into one balloon. And a margarita. Well, I feel like <laughs> one of them brought the margarita in with him. So I'm like, that was entertaining. I'm like six and a half feet tall, so I feel like a six foot balloon is just not adequate. <laughs> well, it's not. I'm not concerned about that part. I'm concerned about getting through the opening. <laughs> uh, no, see, once it's inflated, it stretches a little bit. You'd be fine. A lot. Trust me, I've seen some big guys in balloons. All right, because these hips don't <laughs> lie. All right, <laughs> me and Shakira. <laughs> All right, you can do it. We All can right. do a whole nother. I just, I would day. do that. I mean, choose, he did win a best ass in a cross dressing party <laughs> once. <laughs> yeah, that is that is one hundred percent accurate. <laughs> uh, no shame in this game. <laughs> All right, fantastic. Anyway, so you climbed into the balloon. Yes, and then. Like, because that alone, I'm impressed by yeah, yeah. getting into a balloon. Mm-hmm. And then you danced or performed, yeah. or you know, the yeah. you, mm-hmm. you performed burlesque inside of this balloon. In and out. So I started by just oh, putting you were my able head to move. into it, just my head, and it sits there like around your neck. That seems like a dangerous idea. It's full of air. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Al's just angry he can't see through the balloon I, anymore. I use I a just, leaf blower to inflate the six-foot balloon because uh-huh. that is the most efficient way to do such a thing. Don't sure. use a gas-powered leaf blower. <laughs> no, no, I'm just going to blow it up like normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mouth inflate. You'll be there for a couple hours. All right, now, now to enter that point of the show where you guys just watch me blow up the six-foot <laughs> balloon. <laughs> the first three songs are just you going... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Basically. So you use the... Now, I... Was the was that leaf, using the leaf blower blow it up part of the the, the burlesque show? Um, because <laughs> in my initial plan, no. The day <laughs> of, like the run through went fantastic. It was perfect. The day of, I didn't account for how much body heat would be in the room, and the heat with the balloon sort of makes the air expand weird. And so I had inflated the balloon in the cold room before the show started. And we had actually used king size sheets to suspend it up in the corner of the room. Shout out to my sound guy that day because (laughs) (laughs) he was up in the sound booth hauling this all the way up to the ceiling. And we rigged it and tied it up to a thing. And then when it came time that I was about to go on stage, we lowered it and the entire audience had a fit about that because it was this giant thing Nobody being was lowered, on a six and they balloon. didn't know right. what was happening. So everyone, uh, yeah, I didn't account for the whole like panic thing of people not knowing what was going on. But anyways, it was great. Um, I brought um, that panicked? one up. Well, yeah, because they thought it was going to hit the ceiling, and they were like, "Oh my god, it's going to pop!" And so, yeah, people are terrified of balloons sometimes. Huh. Yeah, well, right. it's also, you know, like bigger than this table. No, no, I get that. I get that it's a large balloon, <laughs> and I'm yeah. guessing that most yeah, of them yeah. were drunk. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, you're drunk and a six foot balloon pops involved. like. <laughs> okay, so the six foot so balloon I got it onto the stage and my song had started and everything was going great and dancing around and then I go to put it onto my head and I got it up to my face like looked inside of it and it popped. And so I then had to look out into the audience and I was waiting for my friend with my backup balloon and the leaf blower cuz I always bring a backup. 
And like you do. <laughs> nothing happened. And I had to sit there and like, come here, motion towards him, like, get over here. I kind of need that for this. I don't know what to do without it. <laughs> and so he comes up and brought it to me with the leaf blower already on, which was not the greatest oh, thing. So I had to sit there and like double hand struggle it. But I mean, I recovered from that, got it on. How long does it take an electric leaf blower to fill up a six foot balloon? Um, honestly, about like 45 seconds. Okay. This is a stage show. 45 seconds is forever. Oh, no, no, no. Like, oh, that, yeah, that's definitely like, felt like that's like three 20 forever. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what to do. I felt like I was boring people. You know, I had my robe. I was like playing with the edges of the robe and stuff as best as I could with two hands trying to hold this balloon and leaf blower against my body. How does nobody help her so, out? Yeah. How does everybody watch her struggle with this be like, <laughs> I'm hanging out? Actually, Because that's the second best part of any show. Is that's true. <laughs> watching, them, the, watching, yeah, watching them crash and burn. The hostess who runs the whole show, it was her burlesque troupe, actually came up and helped me at that point like okay. with the robe and everything to sort of keep it engaging mm-hmm. and then I was actually able to like put it on my head and dance around a little bit and then get it down to the waist and dance and then got all the way completely inside of it and then flip it around and then get my top half out and then as I was trying to lower it again so that I could come completely out of it it popped again but it sort of made like a little skirt at that point which was <laughs> fun the part that wasn't fun is remember that 8 inch nozzle opening uh-huh. was now around my waist so oh, I had uh. to stretch and like squeeze my way out of that gracefully right. gracefully <laughs> yes very much fun i wow <laughs> i did okay. get some great pictures from that though wow <laughs> you all can right find that so on my instagram <laughs> which is uh haley h-a-l-e-y underscore underscore quinn q-u-i-n-n a little play on harley quinn there you go Haley quinn that's yes. double underscore though mm-hmm. yes. so don't you come out with one underscore and think that's going to do the job no, no. you need two Hey, folks, so right about now, you're supposed to be listening to the audio of me failing to make Balloon Spider-Man while producer Dan successfully makes Balloon Spider-Man. Turns out, doesn't make for great audio. You should check out the video on YouTube. We've got that set up just by itself. But instead, we're going to share with you a very interesting fact about octopi. Go for it, Haley. My favorite fact about octopi is that the tentacles, which are actually called arms, have their own senses of memory. So if one arm knows how to, let's say, open a jar and that octopus gets into a fight or somehow loses that arm, that octopus may no longer be able to open a jar because the other arms don't know how to. So now what you need to wonder about, dear friends, is how the hell we decided to put this in there instead. Enjoy the rest of the show. All right, with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome back to those of you who didn't sit through the audio portion of uh, <laughs> balloon twisting, which, believe it or not, just didn't make as good audio as we, as we first thought. So uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to go ahead and go into our paid segments. So uh, you can, uh, as always, check out all of Come out and support us on Patreon.com. That is Patreon.com slash For Geeks Sake. Um, so we're going to uh, uh, start out with our book review. Our book review coming to us courtesy of TheJLMo.com. That is TheJLMo.com, uh, which is uh, where you can find a local author, JLMo. That's not a coincidence. Uh, and check out all of the awesome work she's got. We still wait on book six, but that's fine. The McShane McMurder Mystery Series, uh, which I, I got an update on. You know, also, you used like six less mix than Liz did last time. I did. Well, she overmixed, so I wanted to un- undermix. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, got a balance. Good bold strategy. Yeah, when we want to, you want to differentiate. Got to keep it fresh. Got to keep it fresh. 
Anyway, uh, I just finished the um, the Powder Mage trilogy, and that's the one I want to recommend. The Powder Mage trilogy by Brian McKellen. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm in book three now, uh, and it is a fantastic one of the big kicks I've been on with my reading lately has been uh, I like I wanted to do some like what I really want is like. And I still haven't found is uh, like I want detectives set in a high fantasy setting. Oh, I thought like you said you wanted grizzled noir, mythical creatures tap dancing. No, that I found. I want um, mythical creature detectives. Ooh, mm-hmm. well, that's what they're like. And there was, as long as they're tap dancing, I mean they, they can have tap shoes. Like I mean, I'm not trying to be look tap. Uh, 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 Lindy hops. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm good for a mambo, maybe even a bachata. Like let's talk about it. But I would like some more dance. No, th- I wanted. I just like the idea of a grizzled, hard boiled detective story set in a high fantasy setting. Yeah, uh, and that's not what this is. But it was still, <laughs> it was still really, really good. So this one is uh, the, the basic idea here is this is a lot of the political. Uh, intrigue here set in a world of again you still got this world of fantasy um so there's there's magic it was not high fantasy it's much more grounded uh there's nothing but humans so if that you know kind of helps i don't know if that does that for you or not but um really interesting characters uh really interesting twist on the on your traditional magic stuff and if you like the war and politics side of this kind of set in in a grounded universe with magic uh, it's been really good. Author is really, really good. Worth checking out. So that is the uh, Powder Mage Trilogy by Brian McKellen. You can find that on Amazon and Kindle. And, of course, you can also find the McShane Murder Mini Mystery Series. Series of five chapters short. You know, five short chapters mystery series with uh, Sam, mm-hmm. which is, by the way, a hard-boiled detective. And uh, not in a fantasy setting. but uh, also Might as well of, be. Florida. That, that's true. Florida is... Mythical. Yeah. So, uh, but no, it's a really, <laughs> really, really fun series there. So you can make sure you check that piece out. Uh, so that's going to do that. Um, also here. <clears throat> uh-huh. mm-hmm. You got to You got to do it. I am. All right. So uh, I've started telling everyone about the benefits of eating dried grapes. Uh, it's all about raising awareness. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's a pun. If you yeah. didn't know. That uh, we just did Liz's mom. <sighs> We're all filled with regret. <laughs> so Liz's mom, uh, uh, Liz's mom went to patreon.com slash for geek sake and donated $20 a month to make that happen. Yep. <laughs> we have our third segment coming. Uh, it has been spoken for, but uh, not yet planned in, in its entirety. That's okay. We'll take the 20. Exactly. I ain't, I ain't picky about it. Uh, so that's that's it. Patreon.com for geeks sake. Check that out. Actually, you know, the five, so we can buy more balloons. Uh, that's true. <laughs> we'll put it towards our balloon fund to continue Al's balloon education. Yes. Uh, so with that, let us do some shameless plugs. Dan, why don't you kick it off for us? As always, you can find me at EpicEventsOrlando.com for all your DJ service needs. Now, when will you start offering balloon animals as part of your package? Uh, that's going to be coming in uh, 20 never. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. It's kind of hard to do. Always contact me. But I was going to say, if yeah. you wanted, if you would like for your event uh, to get Haley, I bet contacting us here at Epic Events Orlando mm-hmm. or you at Epic Events Orlando, we'd be. I get that built in, man. Absolutely. Yep. Let's we can, do we can that. Hook it up. Absolutely. So there's. So that. We, we'll we'll be starting that in 2019. <laughs> we just went from 20 never to like I don't know what are you doing next weekend. So <laughs> yeah. uh, let's do that. As long as I'm not the one twisting it because you don't want a club. Book. Do you want to? <laughs> do you want? Do you need me to come in? You want me to come in and do the animals? Do the balloons? I mean, you can take pictures of the kids with their we animals. We can twist side by side together. We can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'll be, be a thing that happens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Al's just going to be standing there doing this. <laughs> oh, just gonna, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it would be, I'm actually pretty good at doing the twist, the dance. 
Twisting balloons, I was having some trouble. I got the pinch, though. I got the pinch. I can bend you an did elbow. You get the pinch. I'll I got send the pinch. all the kids who want a shark right over to you. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Uh, Eli, what you got? I've got, let's go with um, uh, local music. I went to a concert last night that wasn't necessarily local, but there was some up-and-coming, growing artists that did an amazing job. Um, yeah. Uh, pound Hobo Johnson. Thank you. So, but... <laughs> L- hashtag. Let me. <laughs> yeah, you really want to use the hashtag. I know we talked about the hashtag versus town. <laughs> You're going to want to say hashtag Hobo Johnson. I just got to keep it rolling for Dan. Nobody no. that's old enough to know what pound sign yeah, is wants to listen to Hobo Johnson. Right? Also, when you say pound Hobo Johnson, you're sending a very different message. Yeah, because bum fights and all. My on, older son is 14, and we went there, and the tour is called the Bring Your Mom Tour. And we had like a balcony seats, so like right there overlooking. He brought, brought his, dad. his dad. He brought his dad. Oh, and okay, he got just checking. he got called out by uh, Hobo Johnson himself during the concert for bringing his dad. For bringing his dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we were bebopping and jamming, but we're right there at the uh, at the you know the uh, the VIP ish type over the loge, you mm-hmm. know. So he looked right up at us, and as he was doing one of his like monologues, and was like, "Yeah, this is your bring your mom tour." But that kid, it, he brought his dad, so you know, he got called out. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I was like, it was good. That's awesome. But in that vein. You know, listen, go support local music, guys. There is music every single night of the week all around you. And a lot of these artists are amazing and don't need to be in big arenas. A lot of what makes them so good is being in a small venue and having that, that yeah, high energy. Yeah, that intimate, yeah. The intimate feel and that just the, the high energy. It just doesn't translate onto, you know, Pandora or YouTube, for instance. Fair enough. There you go. All right. Uh, Haley, anything you'd like to shamelessly plug? Or plug right. again. <laughs> or plug again. You can find her uh, at Damon Entertainment. Yep, mm-hmm. Damon Entertainment on Facebook, D-A-M-O-N Entertainment. And then on Instagram, it's the Haley underscore underscore Quinn. Double underscore. In case you forgot. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. But Al, Quinn. I tried DBL underscore. It just didn't work. <laughs> Did you put one underscore? I swear to God, if you put one underscore. Uh, let's see. What have I got? I have got... Actually, this well, is buckle up, listeners. No, I've only got two. <laughs> the first I want to give out to uh, give a shout out to our uh, good friend Katrina Texador, yeah, uh, the hardest working woman in geeks. With apologies, uh, <laughs> she is doing. Uh, you never said I worked hard. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So you're on the right show then. You're in the great spot. Uh, the hardest working woman in geek. She wanted me to uh, kind of pass along here. Um, they're running a Black Friday special over there at. Uh, uh, Cause marketing, uh, cause marketing agency. Thank you. Uh, they're running Black Friday special, giving a free SEO and Google My Business revamp with the purchase of a website or marketing plan. So if you've got a geek business, uh, first of all, if you don't have a geek business, dude, you need to be chatting with Katrina. You just need to be talking to Cost Marketing Agency. They do amazing work. Want to thank her also for getting us uh, hooked up with uh, with Andrea again from last week yep. and working on getting another one of her uh, of, of her folks in next week too. So we're looking forward to that. So make sure again you can check that out. Any local business that was doing the geek thing, or even not local. If you're a geek business doing your thing, make sure you reach out to Cost Marketing Agency. And then uh, I also am going to give a, a plug to uh, Outlaw King on Netflix. Oh, yeah. This is what this is what I'm checking out here. Yep. So uh, if you are old enough to remember Braveheart, that was uh, the Mel Gibson movie before Mel Gibson went. I'm familiar. Publicly crazy, mm-hmm. um, not privately crazy. He was always privately crazy, but before he went publicly crazy, um, Outlaw King is basically Braveheart too. So Ooh. it follows Robert the Bruce uh, and his exploits towards the end of William Wallace's life and on his, his continued fight with it. It's a bit more historically accurate than Braveheart. Could uh, you like watch Braveheart and then 
I did pick not. Right up. I did not. I didn't really know what I was doing when I pit play. I'm not looking. Hmm. I was like, mm, sure, whatever. And I'm like, oh, Robert the Bruce. Hey, this is Braveheart too, too. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but it was, it was, it was really well done. If you enjoyed Braveheart, then you'll like this movie. That's just basically all there is to it. Okay. Uh, Chris Pine plays Robert the Bruce and does it a pretty damn good job. Uh, acting is good. Action fight scenes are great. Uh, you know, they're kind of all that. If you like your 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 medieval uh, battle and gore yep. with a, a slightly more uh, Scottish feel, then Outlaw King is going to be great for you. Sounds so, good. Uh, check that one out. I also am not ready to fully plug it yet, but I'm going to let everyone know. I've been watching She-Ra, and I did not watch it in my hotel room, though. So I was in Milwaukee last week by myself, and She-Ra dropped, and I really was interested in checking this out. And so I was flipping through Netflix on the hotel TV and thought, you know what? I'm a 37-year-old man. I'm not watching She-Ra by myself in my hotel room. <laughs> That's not, no. I'm just not doing that. So I waited until I got home and watched it with my family. Uh, we watched the first two episodes, and I really enjoyed it. So I'm, I'm waiting. I'm going to watch a little bit more yeah. with the kids, though, because that's still, it's just weird. Uh, <laughs> is that going to do it? Do we cover everything? I think that's everything. We covered everything? All right. There's a more than we should have. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, I want to say thank you again to uh, Haley for coming and hanging out with us. Uh, you were fantastic. We appreciate all the work. I'm sorry Thanks, that I'm such a failure at a buzz balloon artist. Oh, no, that's okay. Right. You know where else they can find more Haley, by the way? Start. Hmm. If they check out our movie review this week. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh yes, my goodness. I have some words. So we got Crimes of Grindelwald that we're some about to record feelings. here, too. And Liz abandoned us, but we've got Haley, so we don't need her. Uh, <laughs> at least not tonight. We're going to need her next week because I don't think Haley's going to be here. So um, we're going to do our Crimes of Grindelwald movie review, so that'll be happening. So make sure you check that out uh, on both a regular podcast and on our YouTube series. So until next time, this is Al Sterling saying... Do you know why I admire you, Newt? You do not seek power. You simply ask, is a thing right? That was a good one. Thanks, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs>